1: Man.
2: Hey, it's a Friday here. Players' Lounge coming to you from our SWBC Mortgage Virtual Home Studios. I'm new East Scruggs, joined by former Dallas Cowboys safeties Danny McCrae and Barry Church uh, at church. Apparently he's feeling real good today, McCrae. so I guess we got to get on that that feel-good <laughs> he's on, right? Uh, you know, I'm right. thinking we're going to come out here with some sad news, but he come up here singing all during the break. He's ready to go. Must have fun times up in here
1: no he, listen he's he, 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 he's he's carefree because he's accepted you know where we're at right now so he's he's fine with it you know whatever happens happens. that's what he's at he just rolled, just rolling on through okay hey, man okay. Like, like
3: i said like i said earlier in the week man i'm very optimistic of what we got going on today and you know my vibes my music was just just showing how optimistic i am about this game that, you know i saw that was happening who,
1: who, 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 who okay. are you listening to?
3: Um, you know, I was corrected. You know, for the longest, I thought it was what Oats and Hall, but um, it's Hall and Oats. And uh, my boy Nuuie over there, he, I made his day. He, you know, I made his day. Man. He thought that was the funniest thing on earth, as well as our producer Chris Bean. He thought that was hilarious. But hey, um, anyway, I'm just trying to listen to good music. That's all I'm trying to do, man.
2: So, so, so literally, because I'm older than you guys. I grew up on Hall and Oats. All right, the two gentlemen, Philadelphia. <laughs> It's Daryl Hall and John Oates. I have never heard it referred to as Oates and Hall. Okay, never, never. But, 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 but Okay, okay. So, which, which song were you vibing to of, of uh, Hall
3: and Oates? So I was jamming to a little bit of Sarah Smile earlier, and um, okay. had a little Private Sarah Eyes Smith. as well. Private Eyes was private jamming eyes. to that That's a little a bit one. as well. Okay. And uh, for for the for the longest man, for, I just found out they were they were two white guys, man. I thought for the longest they were two brothers, you know, Oates and Hall, as I call them. You know, say so I thought they were brothers <laughs> out there, but I mean, it was just two 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 white dudes who had the soul with them, man. It was it was awesome. It was
1: awesome. Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: So I mean, they they were influenced by they talk about how you know they were influenced by soul music, and the Motown records that got them going. That's how they how they got themselves going. I'll tell you what, since you're on that Hall and Oates kick, I want you to go to YouTube, and look up Daryl's House, and
3: Daryl Hall's that's where, House. Right.
2: Yeah, so a bunch of a bunch of artists that you like um, go in and they sing old school Hall & Oat songs and then they sing some of their own stuff. So it's just a big jam session at Daryl Hall's house out in, uh, in 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 the in Connecticut. no, uh, New York. Out in New York. So yeah. like CeeLo Green. CeeLo Green goes in there and he plays I Can't Go For That with uh, with Daryl Hall oh, and the band and then they play okay. then they go play some of celo CeeLo's music. So it's really cool to see them just vibing like that. But uh, yeah it, it's it is Hall and Oats my man. Hall and Oats Not
3: not uh, Oats and Hall. I'm glad you and corrected is, me because I would've I would have been saying that too. I would have been going out yeah. there talking about Oats and Hall. Yeah,
2: it's it's not it's, it's it's not the five Jacksons, it's the Jackson Five. You know, just, 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 these groups are older than you. These are oh, playing music before you came out. So I'm letting you know it's it's the Jackson Five, not the five Jacksons in case you, you, hey, you, I, you I deserve know, it. Listen to that up, man. But it's good. I like the fact that you like good music. So, I mean, for a while, man, whenever them dudes was putting out music, it was a straight up hit. So, they were, they were doggone good in the 80s. Now, if you want to see, a, so you thought the Hall of Notes were black. If you want to mm-hmm. see how all, I'm telling you, man, all of us were fooled, is when we looked up and saw Bobby Caldwell. Bobby Caldwell sings the song, he sings the song, What You Won't Do For Love. And Tupac used it a couple of years ago, about like 20 oh. years ago, it was a Tupac on Yeah, he did. sampled that. Oh. He sampled it. Yeah, he sampled it. So yeah. what, I want you, what I want you two to do when we take our break here is just check your phone, Google Bobby Caldwell, or in fact- He ain't black, that dude ain't black? Just look it up, man. It's gonna shock you. It's gonna shock you, what? When you. see Bobby Caldwell. <laughs> Bobby Caldwell. So, that's what I'm gonna say.
3: We're, talking about, it out, we're right? talking about the same dude that's talking about uh, what you won't do. Do, do, do for, for love. we yes. talking about that guy? Oh, that guy, man. man. that's a shocker. All right? Yes, that's
2: a shocker. The ultimate shocker. Well, wait till you see him. Go Look at the video. When you see him, that, that's Bobby <laughs> Caldwell. So. It'll 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 trip you out here. But uh, uh, the Players Lounge brought to you by hotels.com is a, a football show. We concentrate on the Cowboys <laughs> and it was some bad news that came out here today. And that's what we talk about music, trying to make ourselves feel a little bit good. Uh, Tyron Smith is out for the year. The left tackle Ooh. Tyron Smith is out for the year on top of the news we got last week that right tackle Lel Collins is done for the year. So the book ends. Guys, one a, a all decade performer in Smith, and the other in Collins, who I thought had a Pro Bowl season last year, they're gone. Add in the fact that last year's starting center, perennial pro bowler Travis Frederick, retired. This is uh, this is a whole different offensive line that'll be rolling out here against the New York Football Giants. The Giants are 0 at 4, the Cowboys are 1-3, are and, and and fellas, I, I'm sweating right now. I'm I'm, 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 I'm sweating, <laughs> thinking about this is the combination that Dak Prescott has to deal with the rest of the way because we've seen three guys who could rush the passer this year. Tack McKinley in that Atlanta game, and Tack McKinley was giving the Cowboys the business before he heard his <laughs> going and left the game. Then, you know, then you go ahead, you saw what Miles Garrett did to him. We saw what Aaron Donald did in week one. Um, you know, uh, as they get ready to face the Steelers and Philadelphia, Baltimore, I, I'm, I'm afraid for Dak Prescott with this, this unit out here. So, fellas, uh, you guys start. Give me your impressions and, uh, and just reaction to Tyron Smith being gone for the rest of the season. McCray.
1: Uh, listen, from, from what we talked about yesterday, is it's is really not surprising. He's been dealing with, with, with a few injuries. And then so the, the back is always a, a really, really serious thing. And it's hard to come back from, especially for an entire season. And then you had you have his neck injury. And, you know, football, like I said, is a contact sport. And, and the neck is a big part of the game. And you know when, when you risk putting that your career on the line just so you can come back, you know, early and, and throughout this season, just so you could try. Especially when you're running three, right? You, you, you see what's going on, but you see that, and you don't want to you don't want to risk your entire career just trying to uh, come back too early. And I think he actually did that last week. So like I said yesterday, I'm glad that he you know made that decision today. So now the Cowboys know they need to move forward with another option, and they're not you know waiting on him to come back and hoping that he come back for the rest of the season. They know now that who they don't have. They don't have the left tackle or the right tackle. So now you have a chance to to, to adapt and and make a plan for who you're going to have out there for the remainder of the season. Yeah,
3: for me, um, I think it was an extremely smart move uh, for for Tyron Smith to go ahead and get that second opinion and uh, go ahead and get the surgery and shut it down. Because, you know, like we said, man, the neck, the neck is nothing to ever play around with. And there's life after football. So I think um, that was an extremely smart move for him to do that. Um, but to these injuries, I mean, this is where I think, you know, Kellen, Kellen Moore and McCarthy and Philbin and that whole brain trust, they're going to have to come up with something. Um, we know we had Will on the show a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, he told us, you know, they like to promote from within and they don't like to do this whole fantasy football mismatching and putting people here and there that they weren't doing that in camp. Uh, we, 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 we know they, they don't like to do that, but this is it. This is this panic mode right now. I mean, we're one in the three. We still have a shot. I mean, if we, if we could play a little bit better, we still have a shot at this division. So for me, this is the time where they got to mix and match, put your best players and your best unit on the field. If that means moving Zach Martin to right tackle or left tackle or um, moving whoever they got to put out there but they have to put their best unit on the field in order to protect that Prescott one and to get the most out of this offense I mean the, it's a patchwork right now they're struggling like you said earlier Nui those edges were getting destroyed by Tack McKinley they were getting destroyed by uh, Miles Garrett and in the interior you know Aaron Donald was destroying us. so for us, we're, we're not going to get a lack of pass rushers because Pitt, Pittsburgh, they can still come after the quarterback. Baltimore, those boys can still come after the quarterback. And don't sleep on Washington. I mean, they got Chase Young, they got Ryan no, they, K, They're, they're good. Boys, so. They are good. Yeah, they, we cannot sleep on Washington's D-line. So for me, um, this is where that fantasy football is going to have to come into play. Get your best unit on the field in order to protect Dak Prescott and get the most out of your
1: offense. Listen, hey, Ch- Church and Nui, tell me this while we're on it because I, I love Tyron. But do we see Tyron in a Dallas Cowboys uniform again next season? To me, whew, I I don't know, man. That's gonna be a tough. We were talking
3: about it earlier. That's gonna be a tough decision. I mean, just just because all you know, all he's done here in this ten year and battling through injuries and you know putting it all on the line for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it, it's tough. But at the end of the day, it is a business, and you can't go out there and have you know your left tackle you know, only playing part of the year, you know, the past couple years. So for me, I think that's something that they got to look into and they might want to try to go ahead and get his replacement in the draft.
2: I look at this situation from two, two aspects. When you ask that question, Danny, I look first at Tyron Smith. Does he want to keep playing? Um, Tyron has a Hall of Fame resume right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, All-decade player and many years ago, when Ricky Waters was playing against the Eagles, he ran across the middle, and the quarterback threw a ball that was going to get him lit up. And he decided he wasn't going to go reach for it. And so people asked him after the game, they're like, well, why did you reach for the pass? He said, for who? For what? He was like, why am I going to get killed? For who? For what? <laughs> and, and when I sit around here and I think about the, the question that's going to hit Tyron Smith after this next surgery, it's, it's for who? For what? You need to, I mean, you guys have played this game. And I tell everybody, all my friends who don't play football, I tell I said, this game leaves everybody hurt. There's a 100% casualty rate when you leave this game. I don't know anybody who's played at this level for three, four years that has, doesn't have something wrong with them. Okay, this thing, this, this takes stuff out of your body. So he's got a back, he's got a neck. How much longer do you want to keep doing this to the point where you can't bend over? You guys have seen Tyron and you guys play with him. You know him personally. Here's a guy that likes being outdoors. You know He's an active guy. How much longer do you want to do this and take these kind of hits where you literally are debilitating yourself here? He's got nothing else to prove. Hall of Fame resume, fantastic tackle. So that's why I say you got to ask him, what does he want to do? Because we saw what Travis Frederick, Travis said, you know, I can't do this the way I want to do this. So he walked away. So I look at it from his standpoint. From the Cowboys' standpoint, I don't know if they can even cut Tyron Smith the way they've, they've been pushing out these contracts. You know, they, they pushed out a <laughs> bunch of contracts this year. So you, you already got, you, you know, you got you paid part of Travis's money this year for $5 million. You got another $5 million you got to deal with next year. So you got to start to ask yourselves as this cap goes down, you know, I don't know if the Cowboys are in a position to just sit up here and tell him, hey, man, go ahead, call it a career. We're going to move on without you. And then my last part on this, Danny, you talk about the draft. Okay, so you need a tackle because Tyron's been hurt. They're missing three games out of the last, it's going to be five years now, three games a year. You got Lel Collins. You know how Collins is going to react. So you got a tackle issue. You got de- de- de-tackle issues. Um, you probably got to go get another defensive end because Griffin's on a one-year deal. the Smith's on a one-year deal. You got a corner issue because you're going to have um, a Woozie a and Lewis who are free agents. You got a safety issue that they still have yet to address. So when you talk, talk talk about Cowboy draft picks, Lord knows where they go. They've got a lot of needs that are immediate. And then if Leighton Vanderesh can't really come back here and show you he's the real deal and Lord knows you shouldn't trust him. You shouldn't trust him right now. You may have to go get a linebacker. So I don't know where they go right now. When you talk about a first round pick, I don't know where they go because they have so many holes that they need to fill. I'm done.
1: Yeah. And then, <laughs> j- 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 yeah. Listen, it sounds like it sounds like we're in some, in some deep trouble. Come 2021 season. So, the, so everybody out there, if you're listening and you think it's bad now. Man, when you start figuring out who, what we're going to do in the draft and who's going to be on this team uh, next year, you gonna, you'll be, I'm sure you'll be scratching your head then, too. But just to address the uh, Tyron Smith thing, I know we talked yesterday about uh, trainers and players trusting the training staff. And, and one thing I didn't think about, and, and I, it just crossed my mind when you said, you know, we got to figure out what he wants to do. We're not even sure if... If, um, if, if it was his idea to go get the second opinion Because he really wanted to play that bad We, we don't know which, which side it was on maybe, maybe our training staff told him Hey man, you need to shut it down for the season And he said, look, I really want to play This is what I do, this is what I love I'm going to go get a second opinion And if they say yes, are you guys okay with me playing? So we, we don't know where he is I think that, you know Church, you've been around guys who football is life and, and they'll risk mm-hmm. it, almost anything to play. So, you know, you just got to figure out where his mindset is. And he might be one of those guys who all he knows is football and he's going to come back and give it a shot. So, you know, yeah. we, we don't know. It. So it, it, it'll be something interesting for us to wait and see.
3: Yeah, that is true. And, and man, Newie, you know, I was feeling so optimistic. I was out here singing my haul of notes, man. I was vibing <laughs> out. And then, man, you just listed that laundry list of problems that we got going on here. I'm over here thinking, man, we'll be all right, you know, get the draft and left tackle. But, man, you're right, man. What are we going to do in the secondary? We got so many guys on the D-line that haven't played up to par or are on one-year deals. What are we going to do about Vander who's been injured back-to-back? I mean, man, I I was optimistic. But, man, you just you just, you just, definitely put a, put a rain cloud on my, on my situation over here,
1: man. Jeez. You got to find a new song. <laughs> Something <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, but when you start looking at, at just the way the National Football League works, I mean, Philadelphia is a team that has been ravaged by wide receiver issues and on their offensive line. So when you start digging into it, there's a lot of teams that have issues. We concentrate on the Cowboys because this is this is you know the team that we we deal in with year in year out. I mean, the New York Jets have no talent anywhere. You know, the Giants <laughs> have talent issues at a whole lot of spots. So while the Cowboys have their own issues, they're not as bad as other teams, but we know okay we know from from watching this team all the time they've got some serious issues and if anything we've kind of glossed over them. you know I, I was one of those who did talk about an offensive tackle around the draft to say hey look uh, it's something you've got to think about because you've had the injury with Tyron Smith now for me this becomes a real interesting question and maybe they don't do it this year but we've talked consistently Amongst ourselves and, and other people, have about Connor Williams being a guard and maybe that Connor Williams could be a better tackle. He's going to be coming up on his last uh, last year in in twenty twenty one. Maybe and I wonder is now the time to try and maybe put Connor at, at a tackle spot and then put Connor McGovern, a guy that they used a third-round pick on two years ago, and play him. I mean, to start to find out what some of these combinations are going to be, not just now, but also just moving forward to see exactly what it is you have. If they want to be committed to leaving Zach Martin at at a guard and not moving him to tackle, fine. But I think one of these guys has to move, be it Martin or Connor Williams, who I believe one, one of these guys will be better than Steele and Knight. You know, I I just believe that. And yes, Wills talked about, hey, it's not fantasy football, but at this point in time, you're desperate. You know, this is a desperate (laughs) situation because you'd have two guys that you counted on being there. And what have we seen? These pass rushers are beating Steele and Knight. So you may have to go ahead and at least move one player out there who could possibly be better. And I hope that Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy are out here now thinking of how they need to go to a quicker passing game because trying to do some of these drops that they've done in the past If Dak is not getting rid of the football very quick, he's going to find himself sacked or even fumbling with strip sacks like we saw with Miles Garrett, where I felt like on the quarterback's end, he's got to know you got steel there one-on-one with Garrett. You got to get rid of the ball quicker. So there's there's some issues, man. This coaching staff has got their work cut out for (laughs) him.
1: Got they got their work cut out for them. Yeah, he, you're right. They got to start coaching first. <laughs> what do you mean? They they ain't even start yet. <laughs> they still they All still right. at, the, at, the, at the start line. What are you talking about? They got their work cut out for them. We won in three. We won in three. We got the, to be the, nice. the worst coaching errors okay. I ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm, I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying to be nice, man. I'm trying to be nice. Oh, All right, let's take man. let's take our first break here. Uh, we've got we still have our predictions to go. For this, uh, for this Giants game. And I feel like we haven't talked about the Giants all week long, but there's so many issues with the Cowboys. We've concentrated on them. Let's do more of that here on the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. That's Barry, Barry, Barry Church. That's Danny McCray. I'm Dewey Scruggs. And you're checking us out on DallasCowboys.com radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners
4: at-home pickup and delivery,
0: Owls. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting Essilor usa.com. Essilor. see more, do more. Back to the players lounge.
2: The Cowboys are back at AT&T Stadium this Sunday to take on the rival New York Giants. A limited number of tickets are available. Get yours now at dallascowboys.com/tickets. This is the players lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by Barry Church, Danny McCrae, two former Dallas Cowboys safeties. All right, guys, uh, are we ready to make a prediction? Are we ready to get into this whole thing here? Because, uh, I mean, we got to do it. I figure we <laughs> might as well not wait till the end. Might as well just go ahead and get, get it on over with here. Let's get, get it, it on over with here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, church, you got something?
3: Nostradamus? Ah, man, look. look Nostradamus, he, I, I've been off. I've been off my game lately. I mean, boy, last night's game and the week before, I've been off my game just a little bit. But, you know, I, I'm optimistic. Like I said, I got those good-feeling vibes, so I feel like I'm getting right back to where I left off at. So let me go ahead and hit y'all with the prediction and what's going to happen. Um, I say this game... Being early, it's going to be back and forth. But after the second quarter, I feel like Dallas is going to take control of this game. I feel like Zeke's going to go off. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a 35 to 21 Cowboys victory.
1: Wow.
2: Okay. All right. Okay.
1: All right. Okay. Listen, I, um, mm-hmm. you know, the first quarter of the season is over with. All right. So, so we're officially into the second quarter. And I said I was going to stop picking these games based on my emotion. All right? Okay. Well, this is not the week where I think we're going to lose to the Giants. So I'm going to say that we beat the Giants 31-24. to And it's going to be a very ugly start to the game as usual. We're going to make a lot of mistakes. (laughs) But the Giants are going to make more. And this game, we will somehow get a turnover for a touchdown. That, that is how we will mm. win this game. Okay, Are you saying so it's going to be an INT in the secondary? No, 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 gotta, no. It okay, could be, okay. it it be It can be. It can be a block kick. <laughs> it, could be, I, I, it could be anything. I'm not, I, believe me, I'm not counting on anything coming from our secondary. I've seen us drop picks and I've seen us look in the backfield at the quarterback while the ball is going <laughs> over our heads. So, no. I, I just believe we will get some big play where we'll score and it will not be offensive. Oh, uh, Daniel
2: man. Jones is known for giving up the football, so so you do have that. Um, I will side with you guys on on the Cowboys winning. So I, I did my prediction yesterday for NBC5, so it's already on video. So I've got the Cowboys winning, but I, I have it a close game. I went with, the, I went with Dallas winning 27-24. Uh, the Cowboys mm. have issues here. The Giants have issues. And, and until I see the Cowboys go out here and, and be able to win a game, uh, going away convincingly, I- I've got to imagine it's going to be a close football game. And and McCray, if they come out here as they normally have, starting off slow, and, and this game is a game they got to punch and and fight back on, then then I could see it issues. I mean, the Giants to me showed a lot of fight last week when they went out to Los Angeles and and gave the Rams, uh, gave the Rams all they wanted. Rams ended up winning it, but but you saw the Giants. Um, they played well. It was a game you thought the Giants were gonna get blown out of the water and it, it just didn't happen. So I'm not ready to sit up here and say, hey, the Cowboys are gonna go ahead and get it all done and just run away with this thing. Um, Jason Garrett still does know a little bit about this football team. And what? Damn, you talked about you talked about the coaching. Did, you know, you talked about the coaching on, on McCarthy's part. We just I gotta see a, these <laughs> I gotta see these guys get better. That's right. That's right. You know what? We gotta go Garrett out compliment compliment. If you go out and check out my video that I put on Channel 5, I said one of my favorites is coming to town. Jason Garrett, offensive coordinator of the New York Football Giants.
1: Uh, listen, did, 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 you also, did you also say that the Giants uh, play that they play harder than us, specifically on defense? Mm. Um, I said, said last week. They went out, out there and they played night. hard, right, last week? Okay, what I, right, what I saw it.
2: last week, yes, yes, yeah. No, they gave, they gave, you go, you talk about effort? Let's go ahead and go score and say, it. don't yeah, yeah, let's not tap dance around it. Did they go give effort last week? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Oh, no. Uh, was this a game? I, I, I thought I, the game I was going to blow sing, them out of the water. No. <laughs> no,
1: but But no, you're right. You're uh, right. right. So. Okay. Let, let's cause, go ahead and segue. Cause we have, cause, let's cause go ahead and segue. We, we, we have we, we have to get to the video. We have to get to the video. It's not over yet, Nui. Ooh. It's not over. It's so <laughs> it's so bad that we gotta finish off the week with this taste in the mouth, and we gotta spit this taste out this week. We gotta come out here and we gotta hustle. But I was I just want you know us on the players' Lines, We want to show everybody that it is possible for the backside corner to make plays. It is possible for you to give full effort for the entire game it is possible it is not impossible
2: as barack obama once said to mitt romney proceed danny proceed go ahead man you is that Lee is that
1: Sa- is that saquon right there is that saquon rolling? man I, I oh look at twenty. he's still on the team 24 is still on the team he was the backside corner went down there and chased out one of the fastest guys in the nfl and you mean to tell me that you it's impossible what is he? Say? Is Xavier Woods out there? Nui? Yeah, that's Xavier out there. Oh, so he watched that. He saw it. He saw the impossible. <laughs> Ain't that something? Goodness gracious! <laughs> well, I tell you, look at that hustle. That's a that's a Marinelli defense. Look at all the guys hustling. Everybody's still sprinting. They twenty yards behind Saquon. Everybody's sprinting. That's not something that you see us doing right now. And that's why I say the first quarter of the season is over, is over with, and we're gonna change that. Oh, check this out again. Oh, it breaks. Look at that, Byron Jones. We let him go. We, we, he could have still been on our squad. Boom! Stop Chase it. down tackle. That's Stop called. It. Stop that's it. that's 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 effort. That's hustle. That is something that you can do. It takes no talent for you to be able to run and try to give full effort until the whistle blows. That is what you're taught hey, hey, the look entire at time right you there. play the game. Two <laughs> two five. Five I, a little bit right there running a little that's one of the plays where he went full speed he, he, he gave it a shot but he forgot about that when Marinelli, uh, when Marinelli left they, they, they don't do that so I, I just want everybody to see that it's possible and hopefully the effort that you just saw on these last two plays that's something that we see for the rest of the season because like we said you can eliminate some of these big plays by just by just having effort from your entire team
3: Man, just, just looking at that video, man, it just reminded me how much I miss White Lightning, a.k.a. Jeff Heath back then, man. <laughs> I mean, look, this is a dude who got ridiculed and got destroyed by the fan base each and every week. Oh, Jeff doesn't tackle good. Jeff doesn't create takeaways. Yeah man all he did was hustle and he was always in the right position he might not always make the greatest plays but he was never someone you just looked at and was like man his, his effort's just not there he's just not the <laughs> answer i mean we we wanted so bad to get you know we got to get one of these high priced names we got to get one of these big time safeties and we let you know arguably one of one of the one of the backbones of the defense go. and, and i'm telling you from what i saw man I, I just that just just made me miss jeff Heath that much more man mm, mm, mm.
1: what a loss oh dude. Oh, you want to see it again? Oh, you want twenty-four. Hey, DJ,
3: bring that track up there one more time.
1: <laughs> Look at 38 right there, tw- twenty-four, man. Same same guy on the team right now, hustling like crazy. Jordan Lewis out there still hustling. I'm telling you, it's the coaches because they they accept it. These guys do not fear what's going on. They do not fear any consequences or repercussions for not spreading to the ball. When Mary Daly was here, you got put on blast if you didn't hustle to the ball. You got put on blast. More, more more so than if you didn't make the play. If you just if you missed uh missed the assignment, then then you got blasted. But if you didn't hustle, that was like the biggest thing that you could do to, to uh, piss Marinelli off. Yeah. So It was like blasphemy.
2: How how do you fix this thing? When if if you're saying
3: they're getting away with it, how is it fixed? It's gotta be for me, it's gotta be with the players. I mean, look. The players have got to go out there and they got to play with some type of pride on the for the name in the back of their jersey. I mean, Mike McCarthy, he can go out there and do all the talking, do all the motivating, say, hey, we got to do this. We got to do that. But to me, to change the culture, to change the philosophy of this team, it's going to have to come down to the players. They're going to have to go out there and show some type of respect for themselves on the field and just not wanting to put this bad tape out there. I mean, that was to me, that was one of the worst things you can do if you go out there and put bad tape. Because not only are you putting that tape on there for your team to see that, but just if you're released or cut, I mean, there's 31 other teams out there that are going to be looking. At this tape, and they're not going to want to sign somebody that just you know gives lackluster performance, even if they're talented as heck. So, for me, I think it comes down to the players, they're going to have to change this culture and get back to the hustling ways because right now, what they're doing is what they're doing right now just ain't cutting it.
1: Yeah, and, yeah I, and I think it's the players too. Uh, I think it's really important to understand. When we used to talk about Garrett Vision. The the big thing about Gary Vision and, and him making us watch it in front of our teammates is because he was trying to make us hold each other accountable. So you you should see your teammate, you know, not hustling and loafing, and and you should say something to him. So when that happens in the game, they should feel obligated to sprint and hustle every snap because they owe it to the person next to them. And. I don't know if they have McCarthy vision. I don't know if they're getting put on blast out there in front of each other. Because if they are, and they still letting this slide, we have a bigger issue than we could ever imagine.
3: I, I doubt it, what? man. I doubt they're doing that that Garrett vision. Because I mean, it, it was embarrassing. D Mac, you know. I mean, you sat beside me in the yeah. team meetings. Like I, I, there was a play that I would I would count. I would know the specific play that was coming <laughs> up, and it would just you would just duck your head or kind of like cower down. Like man, I hope they just go through this. And it would, see, it would only be about 30 seconds of, of watching that tape, but it would feel like it was 20 minutes of them just ridiculing you. Well, what are you, this right here? This is Garrett's favorite. Right here, fellas, this just is not acceptable. This right here, <laughs> this, can't, this can't cut it. And he would just have that laser pointer just circling circling your body on the tape. Like this is just not acceptable. It can't happen, and it's embarrassing. And I, I don't know if they do that still, man, but that was embarrassing. So, what we do, so, come on guys, what are we doing? <laughs> What are we doing? This is just not it. Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is just not it. Like, it was embarrassing. It, it, it's funny you
2: said that because they, they had Rob Nikovich on, on um, ESP the other day and, and Nikovich played for, for New England. And, and they, they said, hey, what would Bill Belichick say? And he did this Bill Belichick thing. He said, he looked at me. He's like, what are we doing? jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, just how he point that finger at him, man but but it, it, it's funny you say that because coaches have their own way and and i remember they would talk about how, how a guy like tony dungy would just look at you you know just just just, just give you that look <laughs> and you just knew that look of just and, and that's you know those are those are the ways that that they've got to get to. I don't know what Mike McCarthy does. Uh, he's secretive about everything. So he doesn't want to tell us what he's doing <laughs> with the players or how he addresses the players. It's a big old secret. So maybe, maybe behind it, I don't know. Maybe they tap somebody on the shoulder. Hey, uh, can you get a little bit of effort next time? Is that, that okay with you? you know, can, we, can we work out a little something here, thing? You know, can we give a little bit? Here? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it works, man. I don't know how it works. But uh, obviously, something oh, needs man. to change there. Let's, let's take another break here. Um, all right, guys, during this break, take out your phones, okay? I want you to go Google Bobby Caldwell, okay? Google Bobby Caldwell. And go, go, And right. I want your reactions after, after, the, after the break on this, all right? This is the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team.
4: Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com.
0: Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal.
4: Eh, it's okay.
0: Just okay? What's not too... It's right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor! Angus.
4: A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's best network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS 1 score September 2019. To Dallas's frontline responders, thank you. To show its gratitude, Tide is offering free laundry services in Dallas to the families of frontline responders. Simply bring your laundry and your identification to Tide Cleaners and they will wash it within 2 days. One thing less for you to worry about. While you take care of us all, Tide will take care of the laundry for the families of frontline responders. To learn more and find a location near you, visit
0: hope.tidecleaners.com. Essilor. See more, do more. Back to the Players' Lounge.
2: All right, coming to the Cowboys game this weekend, make sure you know before you go. Wear a mask, keep distance, and be prepared for cashless transactions. Please be aware of all safe stadium policies prior to arriving at AT&T Stadium. Visit dallascowboys.com safe safestadium for details. We've already made our predictions for this game. Church went 35-21, Cowboys over the Giants. D-Mat going 31-24. Cowboys winning. I am going with a closer football game, a 27 24 game that the Cowboys are going to win. So we have, you know, we're all saying the Cowboys win just a little bit differently here. Last night, by mm-hmm. the way, um, I believe that uh, you guys uh, were absolutely uh, wrong. Ah,
1: uh, here we go. Church, uh, you- Church
2: said, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by he said Uncle Tom was going to win that one uh, 27 <laughs> 23. And D mac <laughs> said that Nick Foles and then had no, he didn't believe in the Bears offense and that Tampa Bay would win 31 10. And mm. I said a 24 21 Chicago win. The Bears eke out the win 20 to 19 with Tom Brady at the end, not even knowing how it was, he thought it was fourth down when, it, when it, the game was <laughs> over. Like, what are you talking about, dude? It was oh, interesting because did you watch during the game where Tom out here yelling at people, Tom out here on the sideline oh. trying to yell at folks, and then this fool don't even know how many downs there are at the end of the game. I was like, this It's the operation t- on. one reason why. one reason why I didn't pick Tampa Bay to win the game was because they took on the Chargers last week and the Chargers ended up blowing a game they should have won. So I, I felt like Tampa still had issues and going on the road to Chicago, I thought the Bears would perform well enough to win and the Bears have a good defense and so the Bears defense made it tougher and so I just figured I'd go with the home cooking and that's why I picked the Bears to win.
1: Listen, I, I know everybody was getting on Tom Brady for yelling at this old lineman and then messing up at the end. He couldn't, he couldn't have seen that he was going to mess that up. The way that he was getting put on his back and the pressure was coming to him at that point when he was yelling at the O-linemen on that series, I would have yelled at him, too. I'm talking about penalties, Russian dudes getting hit flipped by Khalil Mack, all type of crazy <laughs> stuff going on out there. They need. They needed a little talking, too. My dude, one dude head-butting people getting 15-yard penalties? Come on, man. They, they needed somebody to talk to them. Kind of like we need somebody on the Cowboys to talk. And listen, dude, you were right. Tonight, though, You'll be wrong because he in six <laughs> is dead. <laughs> <laughs> we, talk we talk about football. Nah, nah, we talk <laughs> about winning we talk about winning <laughs> and losing. Football. about that. We, we football made that bet. Right so we, <laughs> that. We, we, we We made that bet on the football show. It's all right. <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, I don't remember. That. I don't remember that. I don't remember saying that at all. So just, just let you on I don't remember that. But you know, I, I, I'm just gonna be happy. Dwight Howard gets a ring. <laughs> Dwight, <Howell. laughs> Dwight, oh, Howell, Dwight, Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard. <laughs> Dwight Howard will do what Carl Malone failed to do to jump on a team and, 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 and win a ring. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard has been that, passed that, around the league, man, the last couple. I mean, he ain't passing Dwight around and mm. Dwight's going to end up winning a doggone ring. He and JaVel McGee. JaVel McGee is going to win another mm. NBA championship
1: ring. Oh, boy, JaVale McGee. Church do, Church, do you hear this? Of, of all the stuff, all it. the accomplishments that get made tonight with AD and LeBron and all this stuff, he said... He is happy. What he wants to see is the White Howard get a ring. Superman. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Superman. I mean, he was getting Superman. tossed around like a hot potato,
3: man. But Ooh. hey, he, he, I guess he landed at the right spot. I mean,
1: he's probably getting moved. Jr. got him another one.
3: Jr. Hey, got another one. You know, he... <laughs> J.R.
2: Smith, yeah, hey, man, they ride LeBron. Everybody jumped on LeBron back and getting themselves some rings. And, you know, poor Carl Malone, he tried to jump on that Laker bandwagon with Kobe and Shaq, and they got blown out by the Pistons, so Carl never got his ring. Gary Payton had joined him, and then Gary Payton went from from the Lakers and then ended up jumping on that Miami bandwagon uh, with D. Wade and Shaq, and he ended up finally getting himself a ring that way. But, uh, yeah, Dwight Howard going to end up with a ring. You know, mm, being able mm, to talk, mm. you'll be able to talk trash to Charles Barkley. Now, next time they on
1: the
3: inside
1: the NBA on TV, <laughs> TV. Dwight, Dwight Howard, He's, world listen, champion. He contributed, though. Dwight Howard contributed to the ring. Yes. I, I will give him that. He he, yeah, he, he played, he yes. played, he played some good ball, especially when they needed some big men in there. He, he gave some good minutes. So he didn't just, he not Jr. in this, in this, uh, in this instance. <laughs>
2: I I will give you that 100%. Yes, 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 indeed. But y'all still was wrong about the uh, Tampa Bay
1: Buccaneers. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) We're not not going to count as many times as you've been wrong, do we? All We're not going to count. We're not going to keep telling.
2: The current topic. (laughs) Uh, So before I came in to do the show, I was having lunch and was driving around, and I was was listening to the Cowboy flagship station here in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, 105.3 The Fan, and they were talking about trading players. And someone on the show brought up trading wide receiver Michael Gallup. And, you know, those times, I don't know how you guys view, view uh, and think about sports radio, but I, I just wanted to turn the station off because I just said to myself, you're not trading Michael Gallup and getting any good defensive piece. And Michael Gallup, and when you think about the money he's making, Michael Gallup is, is, to me, Gallup is a piece that you want to keep. Um, but nobody in football right now, especially when you start thinking about how guys are dealing with COVID and so many injury issues, nobody's trading you a good player. They're just not going to do it. So if anybody's thinking that the Cowboys can make some trades and all of a sudden fix some stuff here, this is not, this isn't baseball. This isn't basketball. There's, I don't believe there's a trade out there that the Cowboys are going to make. To me, that's going to go ahead and fix this football team. There's not another Amari Cooper trade out there. And then somebody had texted Mm-mm. into the station, trade Amari Cooper for two first-round picks. Like, what, what, what land are you living in? Nobody's <laughs> trading for that. And they just gave Amari Cooper a $100 million contract. So the salary cap hits would be, it just doesn't work. But, but fans who are just thinking that they're going to all of a sudden make some major trades, and somebody hit me up on Twitter saying, you know, the Cowboys need to go ahead and give us some draft picks and go get somebody who's got tackle depth. Who has offensive tackle depth in the National Football League and who's willingly going to give it up? No one is right now. The Cowboys are basically (laughs) going to be stuck with what they've got here. They really are, guys.
1: Go ahead, D Mac. Yeah, listen, listen, and and, and it won't happen. And what what I'm about to say makes no sense, but it's just me being mad at Kellen. If you're going to trade somebody, the way, if you're not going to feature this guy in the offense and focus the offense around him, just trade 21. I mean, goodness gracious just, just get him out of here Let Tony Pollard run you Let him start the game once already you Start with, with with the whole series You're throwing the ball all over the place 50, 60 times The man ain't getting that many carries I mean, well, not not, not as many carries I think he should get Well, let him go If you're not going to focus the offense around him You paid him this big contract And he's been the bell cow of our of our offense For the last four or five years And all of a sudden now He's not the guy I, I, I don't understand it So they won't trade him They shouldn't But this is my, my, my shout out to Kellen To say Focus the offense on Ezekiel Elliott. That is the way that you are going to win games. Yeah, and it, I, I sincerely doubt they would do
3: that, but I get your point, man. I mean, you're, they're not running the, the bell cow back like, like we thought they would. I mean, even when they were down 20-something in Atlanta, they fed the guy a rock, and, it, and we got it back into the game. We just haven't seen that amount of uh, touches or production from um, from Zeke, but I get what you're saying there. But back to uh, – to, um, Galloped. I mean, that's 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 crazy. That's just clickbait. <laughs> that's ridiculous. I mean, look, the dude is arguably your best receiver on the team right now. I mean, he's he's winning all his deep balls. I mean, it seems like nobody can cover him. So you would you would you would trade off your best offensive weapon right now? I, that's just crazy to me, and it 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 won't happen. It won't happen. But like I said, now, it's just clickbait. That's crazy.
2: Now, Danny, you know the three of us are outliers in terms of saying, hey. Give twenty one the football. I mean, I've put that out on Twitter before, and I've had these these analytics people come after me, talking about that's not the way to win. And you got to throw and keep slinging it. And and Bucky Brooks has said it too, and they went after Bucky, and Bucky went back and forth with these people. I just I just let it go, but. There's a a bunch of folks out here who don't believe in it. They don't think you should pay a running back. They think that running backs are just interchangeable, that it's all about just throwing the football, and that's what the analytics tell them. But all I know is I watched Cleveland come in here and run the football, and they didn't have Baker Mayfield throwing the football over the place, and they pounded the Cowboys almost put 50 on the Cowboys. And when I go back and I think about what's the most successful year that Dak and Zeke had together, it was the first year. And you know what that Cowboy team was? It was a ball-controlled offense where they were giving it to Zeke and they were limiting Dak Prescott. When I think about the best year I ever saw for Tony Romo, one of their most successful years, they were 12-4. and Jason Garrett was Coach of the Year. DeMarco Murray, Offensive Player of the Year in the International Football League. That was when Romo was limited, and they ran the daylights and ran the dickens out of DeMarco Murray in his final year free, before he hit free agency. Why won't guys go back and do that very thing that worked? The Cowboys won well, three is this? Super Bowls with Emmitt Smith. Uh, they won a Super Bowl with Tony Dorsett. Running the football works. I don't care what anybody says about these whole analytics things.
1: But it's just us, though. It's just us. If you look to, go ahead, Church, and then, then I'll I, I finish. I, I, I think I'll I cut you off. No, nah, no, nah, you good. You was, you was going with it. Uh, go ahead, finish all your right. well listen, listen. Look around the league, all right? And when we say give the ball to Z, it ain't just, you know, up, you know, power left, power right, counter left, counter right. Look around the league. Christian McCaffrey, focal point of the offense. Kamara, focal point of the offense. These are teams that paid these guys and they're fo- and they are focal points of the offense and they help their offense run. These guys are successful, Successful, and when the, a defensive coordinator comes in, they know that they have to focus and stop these guys, and we don't have that, and, and Ezekiel Elliott has always been that guy, so it's confusing to why all of a sudden he's not, and our offense has changed to back, throwing the ball 50, 60 times a game, and it's no wonder why we're one and three. It doesn't work, and, and it's been proven not to work over the years for us as the Cowboys, and for some reason, all of a sudden, analytics must say that we should switch, And, 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 you know, Mike McCarthy brought analytics here. Analytically, we are one in three and looking (laughs) horrible. Uh, look, I mean, the only way I think you know the running back by approach
3: or all that you know anybody can do it is if you're running the ball against our defense. I mean, that, that's the only way that thing works. Right <laughs> uh, for me, I mean, Louie, you you you, may, you put you hit it right on the head, man. Like our best formula, our best team that we had in recent years was 2016 when we were feeding the rock to Zeke and we were let and we were limited Dak Prescott to only making throws when he had to, maybe third and sixes or something like that. And we had a highly successful year. Now, look, you know, Zeke, Zeke, he got to step it up a little bit on the run game. I mean, he's, you know, he's fumbling the ball a little bit too much, and he hasn't had those those big-time spark plays that we're used to seeing from him. But they got to give him more opportunities. So, to me, look, they got to get back to that formula back in 2016, 2018, when they were running the ball heavy and limiting Dak Prescott. But this whole running back by approach thing, it's just not going to work. I don't believe so. I
1: forgot, I forgot Tennessee and uh, Minnesota as well with Dalvin Cook and um, Derrick Henry. My bad. As, as far as teams that focus on their running backs and, and they have success.
2: Look at the Rams. I mean, the Rams went to the Super Bowl. And it, was, it was a Todd Gurley-based offense. And I remember that playoff game in which the Cowboys played. It was Todd Gurley and Anderson who just just tore, tore the Cowboys mm-hmm. up. They ran the football and went, went to a Super Bowl. And, and what, did, what did the Rams do in game one against the Cowboys? They ran the football. I mean, this year they ran the football, they're running the ball, and, and they're having success. And, and that's something that, that, for the strangest thing, people around here who, who, who think they're math gurus and they're not, don't want to hear it. But let's also talk about the complementary football that you have to play. This is a Dallas defense that can't stop anybody. So what is the best way you can help your defense? Keep them off the field. They can't get exposed if they're on the sidelines. So that's another benefit of running the football is you run the clock. Last night you guys watched that Bears game Matt Nagy out here throwing the ball with, what, what did you need to do?
1: You to take time
2: <laughs> off the clock so you didn't put your defense back out here and give Tom Brady a chance. And luckily, the defense saved him. But just another – these offensive gurus, these guys that want to throw all the time, they they, they drive me crazy. That, I mean, they, they, the Bears won, but had they lost that game, if Brady takes them down the field and they kick a field goal – Everybody and their brother would have been on the head coach, and rightfully so, because he's not doing it. You got too many of these ex quarterbacks, too many of these guys who are offensive, you know, they're offensive guys who are head coaches. I just believe that they're making a mistake. And when I look across this league and I look at some of the best coaches of all time, you look at their backgrounds, they're defensive guys. Bill Belichick, mm. defensive guy. Tom Landry, defensive guy. Chuck Knoll, defensive guy. Pete Carroll, defensive guy. You know, guys who think differently. These these defensive coaches are apt to think more about how to protect the defense and not just, hey, let's just throw, 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 throw. And I think that's you know, Jimmy Johnson. You know, Jimmy Johnson going to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Jimmy was a defensive guy. Bill is about to go in the Hall of Fame. Bill Cowher, defensive guy. Tony Dungy in the Hall of Fame, defensive guy. At some point in time, while everybody wants to love up and, and hire the Sean McVays of the world and the Kyle Shanahan's, you may want to ask yourself: Do you have a defensive guy, a coach out there that understands how to play complementary football? Because a lot of those guys are winning championships.
1: There you go. Good point. Yeah, yeah. And, and listen, and you forget to mention that, like we talked about earlier, your offensive of line right now is is, is struggling you know, to, to find a rotation and keep guys healthy. I can guarantee you that the majority of offensive linemen would rather pull than kick step. Versus, versus a, a big-time pass rusher. They would rather come off the ball and smack the defensive line in the mouth and run block versus dropping back, you know, and trying to pass the uh, pass set 56 times a game. I, I can guarantee you that they will be more comfortable running the ball. It will help out your entire team, your offensive line, your defense, and I just don't understand why it's not a focal point when it can help us in so many areas.
2: I know, I know. All right, fellas, been a fun week here. It's been a fun week, man, and uh, – We'll convene on Monday, and it'll either be, it'll either be Victory Monday or, or Monday Moaning. So we'll get into that. And uh, <laughs> as we get ready to leave, uh, Chris Bean, we appreciate you handling the show. Um, remember, church, it is Hall and Oats, not Oats and Hall, okay?
1: <laughs> not Oats and Hall. I got you. I got and, you, and big dog. Go,
2: go, on, go on YouTube and look up Shaquille O'Neal singing Man Eater. He sang it on TNT at the NBA All Star game. He was singing it with another guy when he was in Las Vegas. And Shaq was doing pretty good for the first two or three lyrics. And then he butchered it after the rest. He didn't know it. But it's absolutely a fun clip of him singing Hall of Notes. So, Wait, they, they did. They got Maneater a- man 2? Yes. You I didn't know, know they, they Oates made that. Mad. Hall of Notes? Yeah. I mean, they oh, got oh, some classics, man.
3: Watch out, boys. <laughs> Hold Shoot. on now.
2: Yes. Yes, hey, yes, and they might—they
3: might be top ten overall, man. I don't know. Oh, there you go. Overall okay, Oates. Oh, I'm just saying, You didn't even even know <laughs> their
1: <laughs> name before the show.
3: Hey, <laughs> I'm just saying, man. They might be top ten. That's all I'm saying. You didn't know their
1: name, and you didn't know, and you didn't know that they—that they was white, and not—not a top hey, ten. Hey, man. You don't Me, that that about we he, go he back. He thought
2: they were black. He thought Oates and Hall were black. We go back, all right. We go
3: back, all right. We and Hall and we go back.
2: They had they had Jerry curls.
1: I saw him what from a distance, and it was summertime. What do you mean it, it was pick record, yeah. <laughs> hey,
2: hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you another one at you. Uh, hey, uh, Church, Michael McDonald is white. In case you didn't know that,
1: I knew Michael McDonald was white. I knew that. Okay. I knew okay. that.
3: But all all, right. okay. All, okay. Paul all and right. Oates, they right. threw me off. I saw him from a distance. You know, I mean, but hey, we go way back, man. They might be top ten in my book. That's all I'm saying, man.
2: Fellas, <laughs> have a great one. Players Lounge, always fun as always. That's Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. We'll talk on Monday, guys.